Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Good evening, folks. Today is Thursday, March 30th. This is episode 37 of Oscar Mike Radio, broadcasting from that city of champions in Massachusetts, Brockton, Massachusetts. I am your host, Travis, a.k.a. P-Dog, and let's get right to it with the question of the week. And the question of the week came from Craig P. on Facebook. And I'm going to take a while to answer this question, but it is about this week where we had one of our representatives, Michelle Dubois, pretty much tell people that when uh, ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement, shows up to do a certain number of things, and she is advocating for illegal aliens. That's what I'm calling them. They're not immigrants. They're not going through the naturalization process. They are here illegally. And I think back to that young man who was killed by an Ecuadorian who was illegal twice. He was hit by a pickup truck on his motorcycle and was dragged to his death, and that kind of cemented it for me forever. I know crime happens every day. I know Americans aren't, uh, you know, pure as driven snow, but that's a crime that should have never happened. That that young man should be alive today. So this hits up the social media boards because, of course, she is from Brockton, And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, a lot of people in Brockton didn't take too kindly to her position. And he calls me out on Facebook and asks me, he says, Hey, Michelle Dubois compares stress of being illegal to PTSD. Talk about veterans, talk about disrespecting veterans who suffer from a real issue. What do you think of that? What do I think of that? So I, 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 I commented on that post on Facebook, but I'm going to elaborate it more here 
for this episode. And earlier uh, in, in March, I went to a funeral of a Marine who uh, killed himself, suffered from PTSD in Afghanistan, got separated from the Marine Corps because of uh, PTSD issues, had a other than honorable discharge, so had some issues getting the VA and got into the VA finally because people advocated for him. He had a terrible life event happen to him recently and killed himself. It is easier for an illegal alien to come across the border. It doesn't matter where they're from or what color they are. This is not a racial issue. This is a a rule of law issue with me. But as it stands right now in many places in the United States, if you as an illegal alien come into an emergency room or sign up for government benefits, you will get free health care. That's not free. You will get access to WIC. That's not free. You will get Section 8 housing, which is not free. You will get entitled to go to schools, not free. You will have people tell you that your children will get, you know, in-state tuition for colleges where other American children will not. I could go on and on and on. Meanwhile, as a person who served in the military myself, I'm not a combat veteran, but I did serve my country and other veterans. If we want to try to access the benefits and resources that are available to us from the U.S. government, we have to petition for those benefits. And the very first thing we have to do is prove that we serve in the military. And 90% of the time, you have to prove that you served honorably. You have to provide your DD-214 and go to that body who is administering that benefit and prove that you served and served honorably. There are some orgs out there that will take you regardless of your discharge status, but a lot of them will only accept an honorable discharge. Not all of them, but many of them. And then you you you, you prove who you are. You prove your issue. And then an only then can you be entitled to your benefit or resource. What I'm trying to say is the illegal alien has a better chance of accessing resources in this country than many vets do. And Craig and the other people you tagged on this post, I personally am tired of going to funerals of people who suffered from PTSD or some other kind of neurological disorder due to their service for our country who couldn't get help, couldn't get employment, couldn't get housing, couldn't get food, couldn't get transportation, and somebody who's not an American citizen comes here, gets housing, gets food assistance, gets transportation help, has people advocate for them for driver's license, and other things And the vets don't. And it's wrong. 
And I've said this before on Oscar Mike Radio several times that that we have a, a, a responsibility and duty to hold our elected officials accountable for the decisions they make. And whether or not you're a veteran or not, the people that you vote for, the people that are elected, work for us. Remember that. Yes, we elect them, and yes, they administer laws and resources and decide about the direction the, 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 the you know, local, state, federal governments take. But at the end of the day, they work for us. They work for us using our money, okay? Not their money, our money. And Michelle Dubois wants to take our money and give it to illegal aliens. Michelle Dubois has meetings with the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, and they're trying to tell us that the Constitution affords illegal aliens rights as Americans. And that, that, is, that is just simply not true. That is, that is wrong. And so my, my point is, Craig, is what has been allowed has been allowed to continue. And now we have a, a, a government entity who's saying enough's enough. And if you're in this country illegally, they're going to try to find you and deport you, which is how it should be. And if people think that the United States is being cruel to illegal aliens, well, they ought to look and see what happens in other countries. Oh, I don't know, like Australia is a good one. Or Mexico is even a better one. What happens when you break the law down there? You'll wish you got deported versus going to a jail as an American. Before you pass judgment that we're being racist, and we're not. I don't care what color, what background, what nationality you are. If you're here illegally, you're wrong. And do not tell me and make these asinine statements about PTSD when my brothers and sisters are having trouble dealing with the effects of serving in combat and every day is a challenge for them. And some of them take to make a permanent choice because they can't deal with the pain anymore. Do not make that statement. So I'm telling people, like I told them before with other issues, if you really don't like this representative, I don't care if they're independent, Green Party, Republican, Democrat, and if you're really that fired up, come the next election season, either run for office yourself or back a candidate that will agree with your position and vote her out. Simple as that. And let's start now showing the rest of the country 
that Brockton truly is a city of champions. So, Craig, I hope that answers your question. I hope that um, I'm as clear as I can be about how I feel about this. I thank you for your support and listening to the podcast. And, you know, for people who know which Craig I'm talking about, they know that he's very active in the Brockton community, has advocated very heavily for Brockton on many different levels, and I appreciate that, Craig, and I also appreciate um, your brother's service to our country. And that is the question of the week. So I got approached by a friend of mine uh, uh, about a gentleman his name is Stephen Jones, and he emailed me, I'm going to talk to him later in the year, probably in a month or so, about a memorial he's trying to create for, uh, you know, Afghanistan, Gulf War, and Vietnam veterans. And you might be asking yourself, well, you know, don't they have the uh, big memorial in Boston for the um, those veterans, mass fallen heroes, all that, you know, what's the big deal? Why do we need another one? What's the story here? And Stephen wanted to start with Vietnam veterans and make sure those men and women who died in the Vietnam War were honored appropriately and then move to, uh, you know, Gulf One, Gulf Two, and Afghanistan and Iraq. And it kind of came to focus why that was important because last weekend, uh, my Marine Corps League uh, did a, um, you know, colors presentation for the um, Taunton area Vietnam Veterans Association's annual. Uh, event and one of the things that struck me about this event is how few people were actually there and first of all let me say that I wanted to say thank you to um, all the state representatives and senators who showed up Senator Mark Pacheco uh, the mayor of Taunton uh, other representatives I, I don't I can't recall their names but politicians showed up and they gave honor to those Massachusetts veterans who died in Vietnam serving their country. And I appreciated that. But again, there was maybe 30, 40 people there. Taunton has, I think, close to, a, I don't know, 75,000 people in the area more if you go in the outlying suburbs and surrounding communities. And this is, a, this is a pretty publicized event. They've been doing it for 35 years. And you only had between, you know, maybe 40 people show up. So the question's often asked, well, why do we need these memorials? Why do these monuments matter? Well, you know, Mr. Jones wants to have this monument in the National Cemetery as people come in to remind them that, you know, freedom's not free. And he's had some challenges doing it. He's had some uh, 
you know, logistical issues and technical issues getting going, but he is got to have his team going. Um, so right now there are three monuments that's going to cost roughly 50000 each to make. These are going to be pretty much, you know, granite monuments with uh, all the etching and lettering hand done. And he has a local company that's going to do it, who's giving him a very good price. And so um, any money that's left over from the monuments will be denoted, donated to the Marine Corps League in the uh, Cape area, who will be the custodians of the monuments. And all they're waiting on right now is the uh, VA Cemetery Director's Blessing. And again, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not spacing out, but I'm just looking at this and I wonder why it's so hard to get some something like this done. And I've kind of struggled with that um, this last week getting ready for the show and, and, and I'm not articulating it like I'd like to, but, you know, I, I'm going from the aspect that one, in a town of 100,000, we only had 30 people show up for an event, 40 maybe, okay? There are fewer and fewer Vietnam veterans every day. We haven't had a large-scale draft since the Vietnam War. And people forget some of the things that have happened over the last 10 years with us being in Afghanistan and Iraq. And then I looked on uh, Massachusetts websites for uh, war memorials. There's the big one in Boston. There's a couple of other ones, but there's no, not that many Vietnam veterans. Every town, most good-sized towns to cities have some kind of veterans monument for their guys who you know went overseas and, and died in combat. But there's very few memorials for everyone in Massachusetts who uh, died. And that's the difference between this setup and the Mass Fallen Heroes setup in Boston. You know, you know that, that one deals mainly with just um, Iraq and Afghanistan. And Stephen Jones wanted to go back to Vietnam and make sure those men and women are honored as well. Because sometimes people, you know, get uncomfortable when someone walks up to them and says, thank you for your service. And they get looked at funny or they're like, you know, what's this person doing? It's kind of weird. And I, I, I go back and read the newspapers and some of the autobiographies and biographies written about uh, the military guys who came back. And they did not get the response that I've gotten or other people have gotten from serving. People did not treat them the way that, that we're treated now. And it left a very deep scar in a lot of these men's and women's lives. So anything that can be done to honor these people when they come to the cemetery to pay their respects to their fallen brothers 
when you know an uncle or a grandfather or a father will take his children whether they're older children in their 30s and 40s or you know a granddad taking his young kids to it and they ask the question well why why is this what's this what's it here for and you explain what it is it it, it provides meaning and the only thing personally i can say about this is my son's uh, grandfather's name is on the USS Massachusetts. And when they found his name and realized that their grandfather served on this great majestic battleship, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a great piece of history. If you get up in the Fall River area, definitely check out the um, Battleship Cove Museum. And that's where his name is. It made that real to them that somebody served on this ship. That monument makes that real to somebody that somebody's name they recognize or don't recognize. You know, went over there to that country and didn't come home. And, and so I'm going to have more information on the OscarMikeRadio.com website. Mr. Jones and I have been trying to coordinate a time to have him come on and talk about what he's doing. And we want to uh, have him on to explain some of the challenges he's been going through, where he is in terms of getting this done, who is he working with, and why it is important to him. I'm going to have information on the OscarMikeRadio.com blog site that you can follow up on on your own time. I'm going to have Mr. Jones come on and talk to us and tell us about his challenges and about how close he is to getting this off the ground. And most importantly, why, why this matters so much. It's a huge undertaking to put yourself out there and deal with uh, municipalities and the VA to get an idea like this to actually happen. There are a lot of roadblocks to overcome. And so we want to hear from Mr. Jones and, and understand where he's coming from with this. And if you like what you hear from him, if you like what I'm talking about, and as this comes to fruition... You know, donate to uh, the cause. Go down there when they start putting it together and check it out. I certainly intend to. Uh, I go to the cemetery on the Cape for a couple of reasons every year. And I think seeing a, a monument like that would mean a lot to me as well. So a little different kind of show this week, but I appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate everybody checking it out. Uh, thanks for the great question, Craig. And I will see you all soon. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out.
Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual. I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys. Anchors away. Farewell to college joys. We sail at break of day. Our last night of short drink to the poem. Until we meet once more. Here's wishing you a happy voyage Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Off we go.